Hello, beloved, and welcome to this week's Bible study, our weekly Bible study. And we are busy with the baptism and the sealing of the Holy Spirit. And this is part three of our study. Now, before we continue, let's just have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can come to you in Jesus' precious name. Thank you for your love and kindness towards us. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done for us. And thank you, Father, even more that we have your word. Now, I mean, as a, as a package for everything. You've saved us. You've been there for us. You, you're leading us through your spirit. And we've got your word, Father, so that we can study your word and, and understand things about your revelation. So I pray this morning as we study your word that you will open up our hearts to receive and our minds to understand, I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right, the baptism and the sealing of the Holy Spirit. Now, so far in our study on the Holy Spirit, baptism and sealing, we've seen that when we study the Holy Spirit, it becomes very, very clear that one of the things which kind of is being disagreed on by many believers in the church world today is exactly this issue, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, no? Or the baptism, yeah, the sealing not as much, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So this is kind of a, a controversial issue that, that we find within the evangelical church specifically, but also, I mean, charismatic, Pentecostal, Protestant, name it. There are so many different views on this. All right. Now, what we've done already is we've looked at what the New Testament tells us about the baptism in the Holy Spirit or a baptism with the Holy Spirit. And we've already saw, seen basically that the Holy Spirit, or the, oh, sorry, that the baptism uh, with the Holy Spirit is only found after the day of Pentecost. Okay, so once the church has been established, the Holy Spirit was basically poured out on the 120 in the upper room, if you can remember. All right, now, the second thing we see from God's Word is that baptism by the Holy Spirit includes all believers. Every single believer has been baptized in the Holy Spirit. If someone says to you, and, and you've been saved, and they say to you, no, you still need the baptism in the Holy Spirit, that's not biblically correct. You cannot belong to Christ if you do not have the Spirit. If you haven't been baptized by the Holy Spirit into the depth of, death of Christ, but also into the body of Christ. Now, if you are not part of the church, and that's how you become part of the church, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But let's read a verse quickly. Uh, a few verses, by mean. Uh, Ephesians, where am I going? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 37 to 39. All right, and this is what we read. And this is now the Apostle Peter preaching in Jerusalem eh, to this massive group of Jewish believers, or Jewish uh, yeah, Jewish believers. Now, they, they believed in Judaism and they in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost because they were celebrating the different feast, feasts of the Jews. Now, when they heard this, this is the sermon of the Apostle Peter where he explained to them about who Jesus is and the fact that they killed him. They were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, and I want you to listen very carefully. Peter said to them, what? Repent, and that every one of you 
be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, which means you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You will receive the Holy Spirit as a gift from God. And then he says in verse 39, For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Right. So when God calls a person, God then also regenerates that person. God brings that person to a saving knowledge of Christ. And the Holy Spirit is the one who brings forth the, or brings about the, the, the regeneration. And it's the Holy Spirit that comes in and dwells that believer to seal that believer as a child of God, basically. But there's another passage of Scripture. In First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, it says, For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given us, what? His Holy Spirit. Okay, so, who has God given the Holy Spirit to? He's given it to his children, not to his people. Romans 8, verse 8 to 9, listen to this. It says, For then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Okay, that's a fact. If you're in the flesh, you cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. When are you in the Spirit? If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now it says, Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Right, beloved? So, to be indwelt by the Holy Spirit, or to have the Holy Spirit... To be baptized with the Holy Spirit means that you belong to God. If you do not have the Holy Spirit, you don't belong to Him. Right? So when we look at these three passages that we looked at, um, it means or it says that all believers receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Not just a few. Not just those who, who claim to be speaking in tongues as a as a proof of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? No, 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 no. What we see in, in, um, in these passages is that those who belong to Christ, those who have been saved, they are baptized in the Holy Spirit. The fact that they speak in tongues means that they have the gift of speaking in tongues given by the Holy Spirit who indwells them. It's not proof of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, all right? But we've looked at that already. Now, the third thing that we learn from God's Word about baptism with the Holy Spirit is that it brings new believers into union with other believers. 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. It's not talking about water baptism here. No? It's not talking about some other strange baptism. No, it's only talking about the Holy Spirit that takes us and baptizes us into the body of Christ, into this one body of Christ. He says, whether Jew or Greek, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. All right, so we have one spirit. We all drank of this one spirit, which means we are, how can I say, we're all filled with one Holy Spirit. And because we have this one Holy Spirit in us, we are also baptized into the body of Christ. Okay? So all new believers, when you are saved, the day you are saved, the day you are regenerated, on that day, 
at that moment, all new believers, they come into union with other believers through the indwelling Holy Spirit because he baptizes us into the one body of Christ, which means we are now part of a body of believers and not just so just about me. It's about the body of Christ. It's about uh, fellow brothers and sisters. All right, the fourth thing we see in the Word of God about the baptism with the Holy Spirit is that it brings new believers into union with Christ. Okay? A new believer comes into union with Christ. Listen to Romans 6 again. Romans 6, verse 3 to 5, it says, Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? So how are you baptized into Jesus Christ? It's definitely not, um, how can I say, water baptism. No, we are baptized into Christ by the Holy Spirit. It's a spiritual baptism where the Holy Spirit, when he comes and dwells within us, he makes us one with Christ. That's the moment we can say, <clears throat> I am now in Christ and Christ is in me. Right, Romans 6 verse 4 says, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, of which water baptism is the sign. Eh? Obviously water baptism is the sign that I have died with Christ and I am raised with him. Okay, but the baptism into Christ himself, the spiritual reality that takes place, that is the Holy Spirit's baptism. That's the Holy Spirit that does it. All right. So, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Verse 5. For if we have been united together <clears throat> in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. It's the Holy Spirit joins us with Christ, and the Holy Spirit will raise us in the last days uh, in the resurrection to be with Christ forever and ever. <clears throat> All right. It's actually so beautiful, isn't it? Now, the fifth thing that we read from the Scripture is that baptism with the Holy Spirit does not depend on experience. It is not some other experience, you know, like speaking in tongues, which means oh, after I've received the gift of speaking in tongues, now I know I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. Basically, God the Holy Spirit baptizes everyone that He regenerates, whether they feel it or not. Just think about marriage for a moment. When, when someone is married, do you think they need to feel married before they are actually married? Should, should they, they feel, oh, okay, now I'm married, which means now I am married. No, that's not how it works. A person is married because that person came into a covenant relationship with another person, a man and a woman came into a covenant relationship with one another before God, okay? And when that covenant is basically sealed between the husband and the wife and God, that means they are married, whether they feel like it or not. I think the problem is there are too many people that that think that marriage and, and love is just a feeling. See, if they don't have the feeling anymore, they just get a divorce. 
No, it's got nothing to do with feeling. Beloved, exactly the same thing with the baptism with the Holy Spirit. When you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, it means that the Holy Spirit baptized you into Christ, into His body. Okay, so you are part of the church. Okay, and the Holy Spirit indwells you. He regenerated you. He made you um, one with Christ. Okay? So, it's not a, an experience. It is something that happened. It's something that happened. Just like marriage is a covenant relationship between a man and a woman. And that moment when they agreed on the covenant, and they go into that covenant unit uh, union, you know, when they do the vows, then that seals it. They married. The same thing. When we are regenerated by the Spirit of God, when we repent of our sin and we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, okay, what happens is when the Holy Spirit then, when the Holy Spirit indwells us to enable us to, to, to basically um, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, He gives us the gift of faith so that we can believe. He gives us, um, how can I say, the ability to, to repent of our sin. Because he is the one who opens it up so that we can see how sinful we are. And the moment the Holy Spirit does that, okay, it's not an experience. It could be a little bit of an experience, but normally it's baptism in the Spirit is not an experience. It's something that happens. And, and now I know I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit, not because I feel it, but because I know it, because I've been regenerated. I repented of my sin. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And God, the Holy Spirit, dwells within me as a seal that proves that I'm a child of God and that confirms that I'm a child of God. All right. Sixth thing that we've learned from Scripture is that the Holy Spirit or the baptism with the Holy Spirit is something that is done by the Holy Spirit. Nobody else can do it. You can't, you can't do it for yourself. Uh, it's not something that somebody else can lay hands on you. Okay, and then you receive it. What happened in the in, in the book of Acts when we see that there was hands laid on people and they received the gift of the Holy Spirit, it was because the, the Holy Spirit was poured out in Jerusalem, but Jesus said it was going to be done in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the outermost parts of the earth. So what happened was it started off in Jerusalem, then it was done by the disciples in Judea, Samaria, and to uh, Ephesus to the uttermost parts of the earth in those days. All right, so that's why it was done by the laying on of hands. It doesn't happen today anymore. It doesn't have to because at regeneration, when we are baptized into Christ and we are baptized into the body of Christ, from that moment on, the Holy Spirit does something in us and we cannot duplicate that. Nobody else can do that. It's the Holy Spirit that does it. All right, so that basically tells us a, a few things, six things. But what the Word of God tells us about the baptism with the Holy Spirit and what God's Word has to say about it. Very, very interesting. And I hope that you've enjoyed it as much as I have To, I mean, I, it's such a blessing to me to be able to share it with you. And I hope it's been a, a blessing to you to, to listen and to study it with me. All right. So this concludes our... A weekly Bible study on the baptism and the sealing of the Holy Spirit, a third part of this series. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much that we are baptized with the Holy Spirit, not as an experience or something that 
uh, has to be a ritual that we go through, all these kind of things. But thank you that you sovereignly um, save us. You sovereignly come and indwell us. You regenerate us. You justify us. You sanctify us. And you, you just do it for us. And it's so amazing, Father. Thank you that we can repent of our sin because the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin or convicted us of our sin. Thank you so much that we can come to faith in Jesus Christ, saving faith, because Jesus Christ has been made real to us by the Holy Spirit. So thank you so much that we can be baptized in the Spirit. We can belong to Christ, Christ in us and we in Him. And thank you that we can be baptized into the body of Christ. Oh, Father, thank you so much. May your name be glorified. And make it real in our lives, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Beloved, thank you very much for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and may he give you his peace. God willing, until next time, bye-bye.